last week, we started this conversation about all things social media and the role that it plays in our lives. We said that sometimes we fall into the trap of thinking that we, what we post online doesn't really matter in our real lives. But this isn't true. In fact, our posts have both the power to help and power to hurt people. Not only that, but our, power, our posts have the power to determine how we perceive by others as well. So we made a decision last week as we talked about in our, um, you know, our whole filtering and application that we are going to begin running posts through a filter by asking ourselves, this is helpful or this is hurtful. For that reason, we walked away with the idea that what we post matters. You see, too many times we think that what we put on the internet is just okay. You know, we don't have to worry about it. What, it doesn't matter if I'm talking bad about somebody. It was so funny today that actually on Facebook, um, one of our, our youth were away in school and they were just making a point of saying, why do people put on Facebook that they're in a complicated relationship, or they haven't put on their relationship, why do they think to put it on pa- Facebook for everybody to see? But that's what we do. Because we rather, instead of talking and dealing with it, we think that, oh, if I put it on Facebook, it made me feel a lot better. How many of y'all really think that, that if you post it as a status or something, it just makes you feel a whole lot better? All right, we got one person raised hand. Don't be ashamed. I, I want honesty here. You see, in the old days, they used to say you used to grab a piece of paper and a pen and write a letter to the person, but you never used to give it to them, and you used to write it, and then you just ball it up and throw it in the garbage. But although sometimes, you know, a letter used to be found, and that would not be good. But, you see, too many times we think, oh, it's only on the computer. It's only on Facebook. It doesn't matter. But tonight we want to look at the main point. It says, you are more than what you post. You are more than what you post. What you post, you are more than that. Let me ask you a question. How many of you like when somebody puts a horrible picture of you on Facebook? and tag you in it, and you didn't know about it. Anyone like that? No. How many of y'all will actually use the worst picture that you have as your profile picture? Nobody. <laughs> you know, nobody would do that. Even on Instagram, you will put, you will try to pretty up pictures, you will try to do whatever. Um, you know, as you sometimes, you know, we take these pictures and we try to, you know, make the color look better, or do this, or do that. We don't want to make ourselves look bad. So the question is, why do we want to make other people look bad? Why do we want to talk bad about other people? Why do we want to run them down on Facebook? Again, last week, as we were, who were here, you remember that we looked at a Facebook page that I made up, and I think that Facebook page has been taken down now. Um, it was supposed to be taken down, so hopefully it has been taken down. How many of y'all went home and tried to search for that page? Anyone? I'm sure somebody did, right? I put it on unsearchable, so hopefully you weren't able to found, find it. It was on unsearchable. It was only, you know, I could see that being a blackmail list. I went past Nicholas Fired, so I'm going to go say, hey, see, this is, this is his um, Facebook page. You know, don't worry, I picked it up. This is what he's been doing. This is his Facebook page. He likes these people. Look at his picture. He has flavor, flavors. You know, I can see it happening now. But it was unsearchable. You you should not have been able to find it. But the sad thing is, that's what me, we do. We pretty up this picture on Facebook. We put this nice, glamour shot of ourselves and think that, oh, everything is okay. Or we have people on the flip side of that who just use Facebook to just run down everybody else. 
You know, I only use Facebook when I want to talk bad about somebody else. You know, I want to talk bad about this individual. So you know what? I'm going to write this. And they don't know I'm talking about them, but they really do know they're talking about them. But, and the list goes on. But tonight we're going to look at a, a passage of Scripture that Jesus, in the best sermon, a part of the best sermon I've ever told, he talks a little bit about this. And this is not in, this isn't in the part of Matthew that we all know, but in, the part, in, in Luke chapter 6, verse 43 to 45, he says this, For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a tree bear good fruit. And let me just stop there for a second, because Jesus here is talking to the religious leaders. He's talking to those who should have it all together. But as we know, the religious leaders in that day, they always tried to trap Jesus. They always tried to, to make him look bad. They tried to make him look as if he was the bad guy and everything. Well, you did this on the Sabbath. You healed somebody. Or, you know, you went and washed your, you know, your disciples didn't wash their hands, you know, and, you know, the list goes on. But you know what? Today we are like that in some sense. We pick at every little small thing. But here it is again, a part of it. It says, For no good tree can bear bad fruit. Nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorns or bushes, nor grapes are picked from a bramble bush. Verse 45, The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. And the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. And that last part is what we want to focus on. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. You see, too many times we think as we sang that last song, and that's why that I picked that song, because I wanted it to go along with what we're talking about tonight. You see, too many times we paint that picture of being a hypocrite. You know, that, that song said, the line says, a hypocrite is just scratching the surface of what I've been known to be. Because we say one thing and we do another. You know, and I think sometimes what we try to do, we try to put church people on the high pedestal. We try to put pastors on a high pedestal. But guess what? As we think of these verses, this is for all of us to apply. This isn't just for the pastor or the youth leaders to apply. No, this is for each one of us to recognize that for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You see, too many, only a little while we can hide what's truly there. We can pretty up the picture. We could do all these right things on Facebook. But guess what's going to eventually happen? The mouth is going to speak what's in the heart. You see, it's too many times we think we can hide sin. And I'm going to, I, to this last week, I've been um, actually reading the Bible chronologically and, and looking at the story of Joseph. Do we realize what Joseph actually did when his brothers came to him? Do we realize if that was one of us? Think about it for a second. You've been sold into slavery. You went and told my daddy that I was dead. You know, I'm not living no more. You bring back the thing with all the blood. You've done all these things. And here it is, you know, because I already told you this, the dreams that I had, that you're going to one day come and bow down to me. But then it comes reality. And I could imagine, in a sense, thinking of Joseph. And Joseph could have probably been like, see that? Y'all are bowing down to me. Y'all need some food. The famine has started. Y'all need me now, hey. And he could have probably said, you know what? I ain't giving y'all a thing. Get from here. I don't want nothing to do with you. What you did to me? You sold me. You want to kill me. And you know what? For me and you, what's so sad is that we get, we, we get friendships and relationships 
over little small things, they get in trouble and, 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 and we break off friendship because somebody stepped in my shoe or, you know, um, you didn't tell me this or you did this to me and, and that thing. And I think to myself, again, as I think of Joseph, like, man, Joseph, that really was a eye-opener to me because when you think of all the bad things that people have done or could have done to you, Joseph showed you that, look, just as he showed grace to them, that's how we are to be with other people. As God showed grace to us, as we were his enemies. But yet, when we think of this last part of this verse, we may be holding in anger in our hearts, and then somebody comes up to us, and all of a sudden we just lash out at him. Bam! Anyone ever done that before? Yeah. You just lash out at somebody, especially... Sometimes the person ain't got nothing to say. The person ain't had nothing wrong to say to you, but because you were so mad at everybody else, and you never dealt with the problem, this person comes and does one little thing to you, and you just lash out at them. You see, we can't hide. We only can hide what's in the heart for a little while. Eventually, it's going to come out. Eventually, our true colors are going to come out. Eventually, what's in there is going to come out. We cannot keep it in. But it also tells us here, as we think of this whole thing, because you know what I love, what, not love, but I, what people like to say? You can't judge me. You ever heard anyone say that? You can't judge me because, you know, just because I got this thing on Facebook. That's wrong for you to judge me. You know, you can't do that. You know, you a stalker. You know, you do all these things. You can't do that. But what, is this, what does this say? And let me just tell you this. If you put it on Facebook, it's public to the whole world. So ain't no one being no stalker. You know, we like to say people stalking us, but guess what? If you put it on there, if you don't want no one to see it, don't put it there. Am I right? Thank you. So, you know, when you put these, you know, when you put these, like, fresh games, like how I had there, you know, you know, Swagalicious, Rogers, something like that. You know, come on. If I, if I say that, and somebody, and somebody puts it, and somebody calls me that, I can't get mad and be like, boy, why you call me that, boy? You, hello, you want the whole world to call you that? So anyway. It, said, it says like this, For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. You see, this is where people get it all mixed up. Because they, they take one part of the Bible that says, Don't judge, or you too will be judged. But what does this say? We could look at someone's life, we could look at the fruit of their life and say, Look, are you living these fruit? Are you being what the fruit of the Spirit is? What is the fruit of the Spirit? All right. The question for me is this. Are those the fruit that are being seen in our lives? Or is it anger? Mom, what you say? Mom, stop it. You know, like, you know, people have an anger spirit. They always argue with people. You ever met anyone like that? They can't have a conversation with you. They just have to argue all the time. Or they sound like they're arguing all the time. We know people like that, right? Say, I can't really argue. I, I tried my best, but I guess my wife would probably tell you differently. She'd probably say, you know, she probably could tell you I could argue. But, you know, you found these people who are always angry. They always, like, got a sour face and, what you want? You know, could I help you today? You know, but the, but the fruit of spirit is supposed to be love, joy. We're supposed to be happy. You know, I ain't trying to say, like, you want to be one of them bubbly people. Like, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? It's 7 o'clock in the morning. Hi, how you doing? You know, I ain't talking about, like, that crazy, right? I just scared him just now. 
You ever met, hold on, you ever met a morning person? Who, anyone in there a morning person? All right. You know like those, you know like those people who come to you? You know like, you know like those people who come to you like, listen, like 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning, you really, listen, you really don't, all right, all right. You really, you know, you really ain't want to be up, but you have to be up anyway, especially like at school, and you really want to be there, but the person just comes to smile, hey, how's it going today? The Lord loves you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. And you're like, thank you, but guess what? I really want to go back to sleep. You know, but this is what this is trying to say. We have to recognize that a good tree will bear good fruit. And this is talking about us as Christians, as believers. For a person who has a relationship with Christ will not bear bad fruit. Now, am I saying to you tonight that you're never going to sin? No. Am I saying tonight that you're never going to argue with somebody? No. But that, should be, that shouldn't be the norm. That shouldn't be like what people know you as. People should know you as being a, a godly person. In other words, what's on the inside of the heart is just as important as what comes out of our mouths. Or in this case, as we think of our Twitter accounts, our Facebook accounts, Instagram, whatever it is, think about that. What you post, what do people think of you? In fact, the inside actually determines what is seen from the outside. It's almost as if true thoughts and desires of the heart will eventually erupt like a volcano and everyone will see who we really are. You see, that comes, that comes from that. It comes when, when we are squeezed. And that's, that's the thing. When things are going good, it's easy to show godly character. It's easy to show, yes, you know, I, I'm in love with the Lord. But it comes to a time when we are squeezed and we are squeezed in the corner that we see what is really in our lives. When I say squeeze, I mean when the problems come in. When we get crammed with everything in our lives. Does God come out or does something else come out? According to Jesus, all their effort as we think of the religious leaders was to look a certain way. Didn't really matter. Jesus said everyone had the opportunity to get this right. Not by appearing a certain way, but becoming a certain way from the inside out. You see, it's not about the appearance on the outside. It's about what comes out from the heart. You see, God wants to change us from the inside out. You see, if, if God is changing the inside of us, it will show on the outside. And when I say outside, I'm not talking about clothing. I'm not talking about coming to church in the right clothes or anything like that. No, I'm talking about a lifestyle. People will see Christ in you. So tonight, how can we apply this to our lives? How can we think of this whole thing and apply it? Well, first of all, how can you pay attention to what's in the heart? We can begin by focusing on who we are becoming, not just what we are posting. You see, like I said, we could post and we could pretty up a picture on, online. But the question is, if I ask the person who is closest to you, if I ask your teachers, if I ask your best friend, if I ask your parents, what would they tell me about you? Would they tell me it's the same person that I see on a Friday night? Or would they tell me it's a completely different person? That's a thing to think of. Another idea might be to unplug for a day entirely. Think about this for a second. Could you just say for one day you would not go on Facebook? Yeah. 
Could that would that be a would that be a hard thing to do? <coughs> okay. Besides, listen. Excuse me. Besides your besides you who parents take away your computer anyway, you can't go on. But you have the right to go on it. Would that be an easy thing? Or this? And I promise you, and as I think, as I promise you, if you truly begin to ask God to search you, He will reveal some attitudes and actions that might surprise you. You know, I don't know about you, I don't know how many of you ever prayed and asked God, God, search me. Show me the things in my life that I need to change. Show me what's it that you want me to change, that make me a better person for you. Because, you know, again, as, as God's Word tells you, it says to be still and know that I am God. Um, I don't know how many of you have ever, you ever been to, a, listen to this for a second, you ever been to a prayer meeting? Listen, you ever been to a prayer meeting and then it just goes quiet? Let me ask a question. During those times, what usually, what usually happens? What's the feeling? You really want someone to hurry up and talk, right? You really want someone to you know, hurry up and pray? If someone ain't going to pray, let's, let's let the person, that person come up. But sometimes God wants us just to be still, to be quiet. Sometimes that quietness is what God wants at that time. But we don't live in a world that wants quiet. We, want to, we live in a world that always is noisy. We want things all around us. When's the last time you went in a quiet place with God? Just you and God. No one else. Think of that for a second. This one small step will help you become more than just what you want others to see. You see, tonight, as we think of our lives, as we think of, first of all, we want to please God as a believer. God is what we want. He is who we want to please. He is who we want to become like. And as we think of, of our attitude and we think of, of how what's in the heart will eventually come out. Tonight in your small group, I really want you to answer some of these tough questions. And ask yourself, what is it that I really struggle with? What is, the, what is the hardest thing to me? My attitude? Do I judge people? And the list goes on. Because tonight I really want us to search and think, what's in our hearts? And what if all of a sudden it all came out? What would people say about me? Because guess what? Unless you deal with it, it's going to come out. It ain't no hiding it. And it's going to be like a volcano. You know, my wife could tell you, and, and, and in closing, I'll let you know this, and she's just rolled her eyes. But most of the time, a lot of times, I don't deal with some things. You know, and you know, I might be upset, or I might be under stress, and I know you all probably think, you don't, you never get, you don't have stress, you're you pastor, you don't do nothing all day anyway. But I do have stress in my life, at times, because I have to deal with some of you all. Um, but anyway, um, no. See that? Y'all caught that? Anyway, no. Really, seriously. But sometimes we get stressed out. And my wife may do one little thing to me. And all of a sudden I just lash out at her. And I don't know to do with her. But because I love her, and I cherish her, I feel like I could do that to her. No, that doesn't give me no excuse. No. That's no, but the problem is that's why I'm saying we need to recognize that we have to deal with our problem because guess what? We are going to hurt somebody that we love. And I feel so bad at times and I have to go back and apologize and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And I could do it as a man, you know. Men don't like to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Although most of the time I'm right. 
you know, but I do say I'm wrong sometimes, right? But, but, tonight as we think of this, this last part of this verse, think about what's in your heart. Deal with it. And ask God to help you. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you again for your love. Thank you for all that you've done. We pray that you continue to be with us in our small group, that we would honor you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.